0: This is About to Drop, a podcast where I interview independent artists about music that they're about to release. In each episode, I'll have a conversation with a new artist to talk about where they came from, how they got started in music, and most importantly, what they're going to be releasing next. We'll cover all sorts of topics, including the writing process, recording, producing, and even things like marketing, branding, and promotion. So thanks for tuning in, and let's get started with the episode. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of About to Drop. I am Baro, aka Vertigo, and I'm here with Hunter Reese. How are you doing, man?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, of course. How are man. you doing? Good, good. I wish I was in sunny LA. It's like cold over here in Pennsylvania.
1: <laughs> Isn't it always cold in Pennsylvania?
0: <laughs> for the most part, for the most part. You're uh, yeah. We spoke the other week. You're from Jersey, right?
1: That is, yes. That is correct. My roots are down in New York and Jersey, so I know what the di- I know the difference, and it makes me appreciate this ever mm-hmm. so much more.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I had a friend that I went to high school with that moved to LA for a while, and I saw her after a few years. She moved out there, and she was like, "Man, like, she was complaining about how nice it is all the time." And I was like, "What the hell are you talking about? Like, it's like the perfect <laughs> weather every day." She's like, "Yeah, it gets kind of old though." It's like I don't know, man.
1: <laughs> I mean, I appreciate the a rainy day when we get it Mm -hmm. it doesn't happen often but i guess i haven't been here long enough i'm not complaining about any sunshine i look forward to it all the time
0: i mean i like when it's rainy and like cold out it makes me less motivated than when it's like nice and sunny and bright out
1: yeah that's so true like getting out waking up seeing the sun and like going outside whether it be like exercise go get the mail whatever it is like once you that sun hits me i'm like Okay, Like, let's do yeah, this. it's good we for got, you, you know. We got a real day ahead of us. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: so, I mean, why don't we, uh, I appreciate you doing this. Why don't we uh, start from, like, the very top. Can you tell us, um, you know, where you're from, um, how you got involved in music, um, and, like, all the steps that kind of, you know, brought you out to L.A. and, you know, started your artist career?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, let's see. I had moved, actually, to Denver, Colorado, when I was, like, 13, and so I actually met a friend there who played guitar and was awesome. He was just rocking, like, Led Zeppelin, and so that's when I actually started playing music, because I saw him, and I was like, wow, that's so cool, like, normal people can rock out, like, (laughs) who would have thought, you know? (laughs) Um, Anyways, so I was in Colorado, had a bunch of bands through high school, played all the Battle of the Bands and everything that went with it. Then um, once we got to college, it was kind of the same four group of guys that we had circling like one or two different num- members and about a thousand different band names. Mm-hmm. You know, that's oh, just know. how you got to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 um, and so we were playing a bunch in Northern Colorado, um, Fort Collins, where I went to school for college. Anyways, it just from early on, like playing, I knew, I was like, this is what I wanted to do. I've always been singing just generally, like, mm-hmm. all the time. Not in a choir or anything, but I'd never stop.
0: Hmm.
1: Like, outside, in, at home, like, anytime, I'm just singing something. So, um, like, from a
0: young age, you just were, like, drawn to singing and kind of just did it for fun?
1: Yeah. It just it was fun. I didn't, like I guess I don't even think I liked chorus choir class in school.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I wish I would have done it more because now my harmonies are, like, my tough point. Mm-hmm. You know, I've sang all the leads my whole life because that's all I sang. When I have to do my own backgrounds, I'm, like, lost all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah. And then, so, anyways, I was ready. We played a bunch of shows through college. And I was like, you know what? Rather than use this degree that I just got, this is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. It's time. I'm moving to L.A., uh, Music City. This is what I want to do. And songwriting has always been a uh, skill of mine, writing a lot. And so I've been using that vehicle to try and grow more with the industry and with the city as well. Try and write songs with people, for people that have, uh, you know, me written, but it's not me on, as the artist. Mm-hmm. I've, I've used that a lot um, to familiarize myself with how it's the business is. Because it's really tough to comprehend the music business, and there's no one way to do it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But when you're in a city where it's not an industry, it's a lot different. Mm-hmm. Denver, Colorado, I love the city. And there's lots of shows going on all the time. But like in L.A., like one out of like three people, I don't know the stat, but like everyone you meet, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm in entertainment or I'm in music, movie. Like
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's just learn really quick, like, wow, this is big business. Everyone here is connected into and has their own specific job. Mm-hmm. Um, sidetracked, anyways, I began, I reached out to a would-be mentor uh, goes, his name's Drew DiCaro, and he's an amazing guitarist and producer. And when I got out here, I was familiar with his work, and I just reached out on Facebook. like, Because he had posted videos on YouTube and Facebook, and I saw him replying to comments, and I was just like, hey, I'm moving to LA, uh, blah, 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 like, would love to connect. and Just assuming nothing would happen.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he was like, cool, uh, well, shoot me an email. And then like, Literally one email, I told him, I was like, hey, I just want to work with a team that's working, that's doing things, like, I, I can be your coffee guy, I can clean at the studio, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, like, I, you know, I'm not, I don't have any shame, like, whatever you guys need, like, I just want to see it in action, mm-hmm. and he's just the most rad, most genuine uh, human being, he's just like, yeah, come through, we'll, we'll try it out, and that was like four years ago, and he's like, the best homie my go-to guy ever since being in LA.
0: Oh, that's amazing. So, like, do you and work, it, are you working, like, as part of his team aside from doing your, your own artist thing?
1: Um, I did for about the first maybe two years I was out here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was in the sessions every three to f- three or four times a week with him over in his studio when he had artists in and projects he was working on. Um, and so I learned a lot through that, just mm-hmm. working on projects with him and he would show me the ropes. He taught me Ableton. Him and a couple other producers that he introduced me to taught me how to use Ableton. Um, you know, different, like, secrets behind tracking things and how to get a good take. And more so just, like, the creativity behind writing songs
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, in a professional manner. If you, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a
1: different thing, right? <laughs> right. It's definitely a bit different than when you're just in your bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so, like, my team out here has evolved and grown to include a lot of different people, but it definitely starts from that core of Drew and his homies and the people that he introduced me to. Mm-hmm. And there's just such an importance that comes with a mentor, having somebody who can show you the ropes. And it's not a free go. Like, you got to do the work for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Make yourself valuable, too, even if it's in a busier grunt work kind of way.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. But yeah, so that was pretty amazing and that's like, after about two years of that, like three to four times a week um, I was like, this is great, amazing I love everybody I'm working with but I'm not really working on my artist stuff a lot. You know, I was mm-hmm. like learning and excited about projects but I was like, I haven't written a song or like, I haven't done anything. Um, and it worked out in the perfect time that somebody the new version of myself, if you will was moving to town yeah. and he reached out at his, after school and he was like, yeah, I just want to like, check this out. You know, I'm familiar with you guys, and I'd love to come work with you when I move to town. And it was, like, the perfect transition between, like, cool, here's this guy who's ready to do some grunt work. And I kind of, like, did my two years or so of time, and now I'm ready to transition a little bit more to my artist mm-hmm. with everything I learned from them. And so it was the perfect timing to welcome uh, our homie in and just grow um, the family.
0: That, that's great. So, um, so it's been about... Uh, how many years have you been, you know, pursuing the the artist path?
1: Um, I mean, I could say it's been, you know, a long, long time. But two years ago was when I stopped engineering at the mm-hmm. studio and like jumped full time into. I still work, not full time job, but like full time. Sure, yeah. This is my artist. I'm not producing for other people. Like, I'm not really doing a lot of that. Just like, this is what I want. The music I'm making. Um, but yes, I mean, I've been writing songs for probably 15 years, mm-hmm. but the last two years, two and a half maybe, have been like dedicated, growing my artist account, playing shows, I learned everything, now let me put it in action.
0: For sure, yeah. Yeah, you, you saw it all behind the scenes and like, you know, see other people doing it so you can learn from their mistakes and, and whatnot. Um, yeah. Uh, that, that's awesome. So, so over the past two years um, – how uh, you know? How have you been developing your music? Like, can you uh, tell us a little bit about what your what your sound is like?
1: Yeah, I'm always trying to put myself in a box because it is pop music, um, and I go back and forth between a couple. Just this morning, on my run, I was thinking um, of my like related artists, mm-hmm. if you will, you know, artists people also like kind of thing. Yeah, and I think a good blend would be love. Sean Mendez and John Bellion. Hmm. I think that would be my, like, Venn diagram. There's me in the middle of yeah, all yeah. that. <laughs> I love the, the super poppy, super instantly catchy, yet simple uh, style that Love has, his songwriting.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was the
1: most listened to artist in 2019, so a lot of people Is that right? agree with. Yeah. Hmm. Crazy. Um, and fully independent.
0: Is that right? So, He's easy. assigned to a label?
1: No. Hmm. He works with um, AWOL, with you know, artists without a label, mm-hmm. and it's all under him. Um, and then his, like, publishing and his label is all, like, his product. He's hired people, like, a label manager and a day-to-day manager and stuff, mm-hmm. but that's all under him. Like, he is the boss of the boss. There's nobody.
0: Oh, wow. No kidding.
1: So, yeah, it's just an incredible model, and, like, you know, like I said, if people don't know, like such an incredible story, mm-hmm. like, someone who really learned how to do it, and it's just like wow, that's inspiration. Um, and then a lot of things too, uh, like with the Shawn Mendes kind of thing. I love how since they started his project a couple years ago, he's still fairly new, but uh, they really keep a lot of the guitar focused. Mm-hmm. When it, even when it like at, when they were first releasing his songs into the world like guitar wasn't too heavy in the current pop mm-hmm. sound you know it's like a lot of EDM electronic stuff um and so I always just was drawn to that because I'm a guitar player as well
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so anything that like keeps the guitar pumping and shows you know reminds people like hey this thing's cool you yeah. I mean? um <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that yeah and I think John Billions is just one of the most creative yeah people sure in the world I I was a fan, and then I saw him live last year. It was incredible, and now I'm like a diehard fan. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Always liked him, but after seeing live, I'm done. Like, that's it. Solo sell me out the whole way.
0: Yeah, I've, like, watched videos of him, like, working in the studio and things like that, and just, like, it is really crazy to watch him work, just, like, uh, the shit he comes up with and how he puts things together. It's, like, it's really unique. It's really interesting. Um, yeah yeah, super creative
1: yeah so anyways that was that's kind of where i see my music fit in Mm -hmm. it's got i have a lot of electronic influence too i don't mean to say with everything being electronic and guitar is everything now yeah that that that's not cool because i love that too Mm -hmm. but yeah
0: very cool so um so in the past couple years and uh you've been releasing some music Uh, Can you tell me uh, or tell us a little bit about um, what you've been putting out over the years?
1: Yeah, of course. I put out, um, this was probably right before I think I would say my brand evolved and like my music with it. I put out 10 tracks once a week or two a month uh, and it was called Hunting Season, put out all these tracks that I had like self-produced, recorded, mixed and I was like, this is dope, everything's me, you know? Mm Um, and got those tracks out, and then they were fun, and it kind of made me realize, um, as I was doing the next one, I was like, I shouldn't be mixing and mastering and producing and writing yeah. every single thing. Like, I thought it was so cool in the moment because I was like feeling myself, and I was like, let's do it, and then I put them out, and I was like, you know what? They could be better, and so my yeah. song, <laughs> my song of, um, BBGG stands for Bad Boy Good Girl. You want to talk about corny intros? There you go. Bad Boy Good Girl. (laughs) Um, I would say that's like the marking point of like, boom, let's do this. Uh, That way, I kind of brought in more of a team. All the songs usually start with me writing them on guitar, or like a kind of like a half production, Mm kick snaps, a bass kind of thing. But I do like to bring in some other people once I get the song to a point where it's like, okay, here's a song. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's helped a lot with bringing in the other creativity, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, allowing people's opinions and ideas to flow in, and it really just makes the whole thing better. When my ideas get better, their ideas are awesome, you know, it's just, like, Mm -hmm. a really good process. So I'll write probably about 50 to 60% of the song instrumental, lyrics. Usually I write the lyrics all the way through. And then I'll bring somebody else in. Um, and then I work with this guy, Taylor Hahn, who mixes everything of mine. Mm-hmm. He's an amazing homie. And I've been working with him since my first recordings in Colorado. And we like uh-huh. reconnected musically, and we got back in. So he's got a studio. And uh, that's been a big pressure. You know, lots of the times you'd sit and watch like, YouTube, how to mix lead vocals, or, like, how to get this cool sidechain kick and stuff, and it, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you spend so much time on that, and then it takes the team. That's, like, what he does all day long is mix and learn mm-hmm. to mix secrets. While I'm out trying to write the cool melodies, mm-hmm. he's just becoming a better mixer, so at that point when I was, like, cool, I enjoy mixing, because I like how it's, like, a little bit of a science. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, like, you understand it. It's not as Open creativity, like reaching for cool ideas. Not to say it isn't creative, but mm-hmm. you know, what I mean there's like logic yeah. behind it. Um, but anyways, since handing that task off and being like, Hey, mixing, we now he knows my sound, I trust him completely with it. It's been such a freedom to just write and create and be in that mindset rather than switch it into a mix and like spend another forty hours trying to mix mm-hmm. something.
0: Yeah, I tell the story pretty often that, like, I I've recently switched over to just farming out all of that work. You know, for for my artists, I would, you know, do all the production, all the mixing. I, I never bothered with mastering, because, like, you need a different set of ears for that stuff.
1: Right. <laughs> Whether it be, a, you don't have the skill, but at the time you get to mastering, give somebody else the song, because you can't hear it anymore.
0: No, absolutely not. Um, yeah, so, like, I, I used to mix everything, and, like, it never sounded, like, quite as good as it could be, and... Yeah, exactly like what you were saying. If you're worried, like if you know you have to mix it, you're going to do things differently in different steps. You know what I mean? Like you're going to treat the song and production differently knowing you have to mix it, you know? Um, So by like separating it, you know, it allows you to just focus on the creative parts of it and like building it. I can get the song like 80% there. And then then I send it off to somebody to like take, one, take the, the time and pressure off of me. I can use that time on something else, you know? Right. Um, plus, and then the, the final product ends up being way better. So it's, it's a win-win it for everyone, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point you bring up too. Um, how you treat the songs and the writing differently when you're thinking about, like, the mix. Mm-hmm. That's crucial because there's so many times where I'll, like, reference, uh, just record, like, a demo vocal and I'm like, oh, I just got, I have this cool idea, let me just put it down in the project. And then I'm like, working on it, blah, blah, blah. And I realized before, this was meant to be a demo vocal, like mm-hmm. just for the ideas recorded. And I'm like sitting here with like waves C4 open and like fab filter pro Q2. And I'm like cutting out this high end and like looking for the part to dip yeah. out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hmm, seven, maybe five to seven DB of reduction. And I'm like, is it the one? No, this isn't yeah. what I'm like.
0: Yeah. this is. This a waste time. And it takes you out of the flow, right?
1: It, and it takes it completely out of like writing. And then I'm like, Oh, yeah, i got to write the second verse. Like, what, mm-hmm. do, what was I going to – yeah. So it was a great point you brought up because that happens. Mm-hmm. It's tough to break that habit, but it it does help when you mm-hmm. are fully creative and you're immersed in that flow.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, can you tell us a little bit about the, yeah. uh, the most recent release that you had put out?
1: Yes. That yeah. one was – um, what was the most recent one I put out? Oh, I try and put them out constantly.
0: Oh, you know, I'm looking at my notes um actually could you could you talk a little a little bit about uh, only you?
1: Oh, yes, of course. I'm like on the spot, I was like, wait what was the last one I put? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, only is an awesome track that I'm super proud of. Um, and I got to work with Polly Allison, an amazing singer from Australia. It's been really fun going back and forth with her. I had, once again, probably about 60 to 70% of the song done um, before I reached out to anybody. And I produced that whole one, played the the guitar, kick, bass, everything was set in place where I wanted it. And I wrote the first and second verse. And I was like, this song's dope. It's in a really chill vibe, like washed out reverbs, you know, like big spacey movements. Um, and then I thought, yeah, this, sounds, this second verse would be really cool if a girl was singing it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I like what I wrote, but I bet it would be a lot better if someone else was singing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went through the pop music, like on Facebook, that group, just searching for singers, people to reach out to. Um, and Holly stuck out her voice was perfect she sent me a couple demos that she was working on and they were like so spot on in that vibe of Mm -hmm. like guitars reverb chill laid back kind of like a chelsea cutler jeremy zucker kind of thing and it was right from and i thought i was like i thought it was it i thought I was like over all the excitement i sent her the song she's gonna send it back and then I had this moment where I did a guitar thing for like eight bars. Well, I wouldn't call it a solo, but I was having fun as mm-hmm. if it were a guitar solo. And I was all stoked because I was like, the guitar moment, here it is. We don't have a guitar moments. And, and Holly sent her version back and she was like, oh, by the way, I uh, did a bridge or a verse three, whatever you want to call it, over this empty spot. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, empty spot? I was like, <laughs> That's the guitar moment. And so, like, I, I was like, all right, let me see. I played it. And, like, she comes in all strong and confident and, like, this great vocal. And I was like, yeah, that's so much better. Yeah. <laughs> she crushed it. It's amazing. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, like, it's a really cool and I'm super proud of. And once again, that's the point. It wouldn't have that verse three or bridge, whatever you want to call it, without her input that mm-hmm. I – would never have known it but you know my guitar moment would have been there and it would have bored a lot of people because it comes off as empty space I, I um I've, I've
0: had i've sent a song that's pretty much done to someone and they, they're like oh i don't know what to do here so i sang over it and it's like the guitar solo and i was like oh <laughs> i you know i spent a lot of time you know writing that
1: but, but actually what you did is way better
0: let's
1: let's get right. that shit out of there you're like that's what I called minimalism with negative space. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right, that sounds way better. Um, excuse me one second. Um, got to get my coffee. But um anyways, a cool thing with the release of that song too, which was really exciting. Um obviously we're all wrapped around pre-saves and stuff for Spotify. You know, if you're putting out music, it's like Got to get those pre-saves. That's what we're told all the time.
2: Mm.
1: And I found it definitely does help. Like, it gets a lot of organic traction. So it is a good method. Mm-hmm. Um, but with all this time, it's weird, at least for me, asking for the pre-save. It's like an action. Usually, like, by 2020 standard, a lot of action. Like, two or three clicks, mm-hmm. maybe a login, you know, Yeah. if they're not already automatically logged in. Um. So it is a lot of work, and that is something that is time that your listeners are doing for you. So it's like a big step. Um. And anyways, so I was do I did a uh, release giveaway, tied in with the pre-save,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, that kind of thing. Like had the list, and you're know, like, if you want to enter, we do the pre-save here, and then also when they forgive me, I'm. Think, I'm thinking too fast. Mm-hmm. There was another song that I had of like, um, Oh no. There was another song <laughs> that I give to them that's unreleased and kind okay. of like not telling them like, hey, do this pre-save and I told you know now you're entered in this giveaway and it was like a fun like help help unlock this song. It's it's stuck in an encrypted hard drive and only you can save it <laughs> kind of thing. Um, and then gave them a separate unreleased song that I just have mm-hmm. you know afterwards and I think that's really important as far as the way an artist and their consumer listener mm-hmm. that relationship I always appreciate people taking the time and I, know I don't like to be in debt if you will to the listener mm. so as far as I think artists and things that have helped a lot is like going that extra step and like cool they did the pre-save and that's what you promised and then you over delivered you're like boom Mm -hmm. Here's this other awesome thing that you didn't even know about. And that leaves a really strong impression as far as, like, wow, oh, cool. All I did was pre-same Leon. I got a new song. I'm entered in this giveaway. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, so it was just kind of a cool thing that became a little more clear to me when I was planning out this release.
0: Yeah, I like that because, you know, I know you see it. There's a lot of artists that, like... They're just like gimme, gimme, gimme. You know, they just like want the, the likes and follows and the listens and the streams. And they don't really like, you know, reciprocate that in some way, or right. or, give, or give an incentive for, for people to even want to do that. Um. So yeah, I mean, if you don't mind, can we break down just a little bit like how you set the whole thing up? Like, did you were you reaching out to people in like a, an email group or um, just friends on Facebook, or were you running ads?
1: Sure. Um, for this specific one. I was just doing reaching out first and foremost to the mailing list. Um, you probably hear it all the time and I I imagine you probably understand the importance. The email list is so crucial for independent artists. Mm-hmm. It's kind of annoying cuz it's what you hear everyone say but it is. Like that's our when MySpace died, you know, mm-hmm. Instagram might have its time and go away, TikTok might be here for so long. When you get an email, that's one you have their contact. It's your, like, it's not going away, like, Mm -hmm. if the platform shuts down or anything like that. Right. Um, But another really interesting thing, too, there is, if someone does give you that email for, like, permission or whatever, that's actually, like, a very giving thing for them, too. Like, they're giving you the permission, you know, like, to move your relationship forward, if you will. Mm So, you know, so that's also, like, a, a special time, too, if you get that email. Like, that's a very warm person, if you will. It's like,
2: yeah, yeah. cool, they're
1: interested. Mm-hmm. Um, and just someone to grow and like take care of as a listener. Um, but yeah, so reaching out to people, I this specific case, I'd use show.co for the pre-save, because I uh, in this release, I used CD Baby to mm-hmm. distribute, and CD Baby comes, when you use that for a release, it does come with all those awesome marketing tools from like show.co mm-hmm. that come included with the release. Um, yeah, and then just hit up the Instagram people who're following on Instagram, the, the Facebook list, mm-hmm. um, the Facebook page likes, and you know, I, like I said, I don't feel like it was asking too much. If somebody didn't want to pre-save it, that's fine. But I knew, like, I didn't feel like I, don't, I didn't feel bad asking because I knew, like, hey, I'm doing this giveaway, and like, there's this, and you're gonna get to enter this, you're gonna get this song. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I definitely spent some time, and we also had the quarantine time just reaching out. I had an extra time mm-hmm. to reach out to every individual person and be like, send a personal message like, hey, what's up? How's it going? I'm going to be putting out this song. It oh, goes so one you, way. So
0: you did like, you did personal Facebook messages and, and DMs to everyone?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, do you use it,
0: like a bot for anything like that or are you just going in by hand and, and doing each one?
1: I mean, these ones have been by hand. I've We did have, and like do have the time, you know, especially with the quarantine, it was like, Cool. Like, there's a lot of free time I have. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I've written a bunch of songs. Like, what can I do? And I was like, the only excuse if I don't just go in and do it by hand and like show them, hey, I care. Like, <clears throat> that you're listening. Like, here's I'm giving you time. It would just be being lazy if I
2: mm-hmm. didn't. You know. Sure. And, yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, we went in through, talked to everybody with like a message to them, um, and it's you'd be surprised what you know people are willing to help you out if you do Mm -hmm. go in if you send a message like hey what's up good to see you again you know uh i have this song coming out and i would love your help uh with the pre-save and you send that one message such a better reception or like action than i've sent this list to 600 people
0: Mm -hmm. right right email you know yeah um, and, and did you tell when you were sending these messages out did you tell them about the the giveaway and the free song in there as well
1: I had told I tried to leave the free song as a surprise
0: oh, right. okay um, mm-hmm.
1: yeah even though that is like it's unreleased and exclusive so it is you know an incentive for me this time I wanted to leave it a surprise just because I knew that second reaction Mm -hmm. would be worth a lot yeah it would kind of be like a a bit like oh you know more fun when you don't expect it kind Mm -hmm. of thing but the giveaway was up front um so you know like telling me hey it's helping me out and then also you'll be automatically entered into this giveaway
0: what were you giving away
1: it doesn't even have to be big this was a leather keychain that was like branded um pressed you know like in the leather Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and it said, only you. It was like this little keychain, like oh, a cool. door five kind of thing. And it said, only you. And there's only one. So whoever gets it, that's the only one in the world right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's,
0: that's really cool. That's really cool. I like that.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, as I'm, I was thinking of something I could do. And like if later in merch, too, I would always think the same thing. It's like everyone can do a T-shirt, and that's cool. People, If people want to support they'll buy it. But, you know, it doesn't have to be a big, crazy thing if it's a one-off if it's something that mm-hmm. it
0: shows that you spent time on yeah yeah I mean I, I, I have some artists that uh, that recently released something and they did a giveaway for something similar and they were giving away I think it was like an Amazon gift card which is like cool yeah. like everyone can use that but I think like the the keychain is like so much more personal and you know unique and like more time went into it like with Amazon you know you just you click a button and you got you know it's not like a, a big right. thing but yeah, but for that it takes time, it takes some more thought. I like that.
1: Yeah, thank you. I've actually I tried an Amazon gift card. I think it was a $25 gift card kind of thing. Um, and you're right. People are like stoked and they're like, "Oh, cool, thanks." Like for, you know, for that like your giveaway kind of thing. But it de- it doesn't have the resonance or the present, you know, like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this is like it. This is it." The one thing. Mm-hmm. Um
0: and it reminds and them I mean, of a the song, it reminds them of you. It probably gets like put in a drawer somewhere that they see every now and again and it makes them think of you, you know, so it's...
1: Right. It's cool. Yeah, I mean, as far as retention and, like, repeat kind of thing, if they put it on their keys and they use their keys yeah. every day... There you go. That's a, You know, that's a great one. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't have to be big things, I've found. Mm-hmm. But not specific to giveaways, but just, like, the actions and the things you do to try and connect with your listeners Mm -hmm. I think time like growing that connection is just much more valuable than maybe money spent on it
0: sure yeah um and you know you I mean speaking of money like you're you're investing in your fan base right like they're eventually when you get to a certain point they're the ones that are going to fund your career so you have to put the investment in up front you know with goodwill time effort you know reaching out connecting with them
1: Right, um, it's, it kinda, that kind of makes me think of what I have upcoming, as we're recording this upcoming plan for summer, um, I'm going to be releasing a, like acoustic plus EP, as acoustic plus as in like, mainly acoustic tracks with a little extra production, mm-hmm. that's the sound of it, uh, and I've been wanting to do merch and everything, and I was trying to think of the right time and the right place to launch that. And I don't have much planned, but now I'm kind of building, like, this week-long release of getting people in. And it's a tactic, uh, strategy I learned from someone, an uh, uh, entrepreneur, an amazing, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, independent
1: yeah. music marketing group. So I definitely listen and pay attention to a lot of them. So it's inspired by some other things. But basically, um, having this little EP, I think it's four or five songs I'm putting out. And then having like a week long of things, like behind the scenes videos, fan reaction kind of thing, maybe a Facetime or Instagram Live playing stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. throughout the week. Um, and having you can have exclusive things if you do people sign up for the email, they can get all that. And then releasing the merch like after that, like cool, we spent all this this week together kind of thing. Like we did this Instagram Live, you guys heard the spot up, you guys heard the track a month or whatever before they came on Spotify. Mm-hmm. You know, and then releasing the merch to those first however many people sign up with their email address, whether it be 50, 200 people. Um, but like you said, that experience and that time is definitely like we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But if I get 50 t-shirts printed or something like that, that reminds them of the little album launch that we did mm-hmm. together and hung out. Yeah, I feel yes. like that's a great way to just get the merch and get that Uh, product kind of going and launched for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, you know, people are more, uh, you know, it goes both ways. You know, talking about like, you know, investing in your fans, like they, they will be more invested in you as well if they're, you know, given that kind of attention and, you know, uh, recognition, you
1: know, right. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because it's fun and you're building that, um, that connection with them. And then, like I said earlier, it's like, I don't, it's, good, like, you've been giving all week kind of thing, mm-hmm. so you've kind of built up your, your, your deposits, you yeah. know, like, here, uh-huh. have this, we're doing the Instagram live, we're playing the songs, like, behind-the-scenes videos, here's all this stuff early, before it officially comes out, and then that ask seems like a rather minor thing, like, and if you want a t-shirt for 15 bucks to remember,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and, like, support the album, that's, like, you know, yeah. as far as from the artist's point of view, it's an easy thing for us, and it's really just... Time once again, mm-hmm. or just investing time in connecting with people, right? For sure. Um, yeah, and not with that the end goal is the end goal is not to sell a T-shirt, but you know if it if I can make some sales and pump that back into the next track or a music video,
2: exactly,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is also a business, so that's just kind of the ways that we can
2: mm-hmm.
1: kind of blend the two worlds of time and creativity, and also making it more of a viable kind of business thing.
0: For sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, I think uh, it, it, you really have to think of it like a business, which is another trap that some indie artists don't necessarily, like, grasp. It right. is a business, right? And, like, it's not that we're greedy or money-hungry or anything like that. But, you know, in order to do what we do, like, we have to be able to survive and, like, and live, you know? Right. And, and we have we obviously want to grow it, you know, to, uh, to reach more people and to do bigger things, so... Yeah, you definitely have to treat it like a business.
1: Yeah. A a friend of mine and I, we call every, usually Tuesdays. Um, And one of the big, we don't even know what we're going to talk about. You know, Mm -hmm. before we do, but we're both musicians. And we just talk usually 45 minutes to an hour. And one of the big takeaways that I took from the last two or three conversations that we had was, um, what's the one I'm looking at? Oh, allowing people to support you. Mm, Yeah. You know? It's a tough thing to kind of ask and be like, to get to that point where it's, you're talking money and like, oh, let's rock, or like, let's sell this kind of thing. But like, there also has to be a point where lots of people do want to support you. Mm-hmm. If, but if you don't have a merch or, in my friend's case, a GoFundMe where he just put up some options, like, people went ahead and did it. Mm-hmm. They're been, like, they want, they appreciate everything that artists do. But lots of the times, there's not that system in place. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, yeah, lots of, lots of times people want to help and, like, push and monetarily support if that's what yeah. helps. And then we just kind of, as artists, we're, like, a little shy away from it, a little weird, like, oh, but, like, I don't yeah. want to charge for a song. Like, do you have Spotify? You're like, I don't want to do this. You know, like, yeah. what are... It's weird. Um, but lots of people, they do. You'd mm-hmm. be surprised at how many people want to support and say thank you for the hours you spent making this track i
0: love it yeah i think it's a mindset thing too because i have definitely been on on that side like you know in playing with bands and stuff where you know you can think oh it's about the music like you know I, i'm not doing this to make money i'm doing it to make music i don't want to give people like the wrong impression or like look like slimy or anything or salesy right you know yeah. but um it, it, it's part of it like you got to do it I think people need to get over that, and I think also it's like to get a little, maybe a little off topic. It's like a uh, like a a self confidence or self worth type of thing. You you may not believe that you are really worth being having someone like pay you for what you do. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It could be that too. I think there's a, or it could be any you know combination of them.
1: I think there's a great amount of that too. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, as soon as you put it out there it's a little vulnerable Mm -hmm. I mean what if you put out merch and you're like oh man I knew like nothing sells oh man I knew nobody liked me like why do I even bother uh you know uh like the little fear there and the self confidence like you said it's like Mm -hmm. yeah but they can there's better people at this like they can they don't I'm not worth that right right Um, Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. like you said fear like fear of failure and things like that because you know if you ask something from somebody they can say no you know and then and then it doesn't validate you it doesn't validate,
1: mm-hmm. but it also doesn't change anything, which is,
0: that is That is 100% true. When, yep.
1: You know, <laughs> we forget when we're thinking, like, and we're all nervous about it as artists and as people, but it's like, what, when that no happens, what, what changed? You're
0: in the exact same place, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, aside from, you know, things like your, uh, your pre-save campaign, uh, do you use other methods to help promote your music?
1: Yeah, lots of the things, um, different success I've had with promoting a new release or an old release because another thing is your old releases are still new to people um, mm-hmm. that haven't heard it. It's a brand new song to them. But yeah. <laughs> um, I've had a lot of luck, and maybe luck's the wrong word, So success coming with some Facebook and Instagram ads that I've been able to learn that system. Uh, After a couple months diving in, um, and I'm not, like, paid to promote them at all, but Entrepreneur is where I learned a lot of that, and it's just a great... I'm just grateful. I was just a member of their Mm -hmm. group, and so people looking to learn more, definitely just give that a Google. Um, But the breakdown really is, like, there are fans out there that just don't know you exist yet, Um, and so learning ways to get in front of them and to make your music or your brand, whatever it is available to them is tough. If you're on Instagram, like talking to your followers and you're like, tell someone about it. Like, Hey, tell a friend to tell a friend. Like, you know, that's a lot of work and that's a lot of ask from people, but there's great targeted ads nowadays that Mm -hmm. you can kind of choose who it goes to. And, one of the ways of like um, making it. I don't know. There's like you know different things, but like well, what they call like the fan finder thing method. Basically, you have a video and you put it out to simil- fans of similar artists. And the real secret and sauce be- behind uh, the Facebook and Instagram ads is that you can retarget the people who enjoyed it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's like the coolest thing ever. If you put out a video. And it's like, no matter how long, but if if it's a minute and a half or three minutes for a full song, Facebook gives you the where, the who, the when, how long they watched it, which is incredible. You can get, then you can set up another ad, and it's like target only people who watched 75 to 95 percent of my last music video. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, that's amazing. If that's not a great audience to. Up for your next song, like, hey, also, let's do this. And, like, they're going to love the next thing you put in front of them because they watched that base
2: mm-hmm.
1: sat there for two to three minutes. Like, they're interested. Um, so, you don't have to waste time or energy uh, advertising to people who aren't your market,
2: mm-hmm.
1: who aren't your audience. Um, and, yeah, it's always intrigued me, too. I've always been interested in that behind the scenes of the business too Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um sometimes it's even a little it was even for a while like a little insecurity for me it's like i'm not this like super crazy artsy person who you know you see like with the guitar walking down the street like in the desert with smoking cigarettes you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like just this like embodiment of like art and sexy music you know Mm -hmm. Um, I've always enjoyed like the science and the behind the scenes and the analytics Mm -hmm. and which is why the ads and that kind of speaks to me but I mean like I said that was an old thing that I used to be like oh I'm not really an artist if I'm into this business like I don't bleed the art but it's not like I love it any less I just also have a love for that Mm -hmm. and it's definitely a strength I mean as far as doing an independent music where you're Kind of the manager, tour manager, the artist, the songwriter, mm-hmm. the promoter. Every skill is helpful to have, and it's definitely been a now a source of pride for me to be like, "Yeah, this is awesome. Like, I love this." Being able to reach people and understand
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, different methods that are involved.
0: Yeah, it's important. You have to know how each aspect of your business runs, and you have to know how to you know optimize it and, and grow it so that you can you know, effectively grow your business, you know, in all different right. ways. Yeah. Um, you know, as, as far as being an indie artist, having to do all that stuff, um, have you put any thought into how to, you know, uh, you know invest time into each different aspect of, of being an indie artist? Is there any, like, any way you break it up or schedule stuff out?
1: Um, I should be doing more time blocking. I have, like, a loose time block schedule Mm -hmm. Um, but it does work for me because I find almost like we were talking about with the mixing you know like you were saying it kind of edges out of your creative place if you think Mm -hmm. about mixing very similar thing with the business side too I'll Mm -hmm. definitely find if when I'm in the height of a release I get I'm like oh let's do this promo and we'll reach this and we'll send emails out to blogs and playlists and hit these ads kind of thing. And then I'm like, oh, I haven't written a song in like five days, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, like that does, it feels weird. I'm like, I, I got to get back to being creative. And then it's like, you kind of turn off and like have to get back up to speed kind of thing. Yeah. When after the business. So for me, I like being creative in the morning, mm-hmm. which is, it seems atypical, but.
0: Not um, in the same way. I, I, yeah. eat, I eat caffeine and sunshine and a good breakfast, and I'll, I can work all day. Yeah.
1: Right? Oh, my gosh. I wake up, and the first thing I do, like you said, it's kind of like my process. I like get up, and I don't usually get up. The dog usually wakes me up. Mm-hmm. He, likes, he takes my spot in the bed. That's the worst part. <laughs> this is just like side note, but it's ever so frustrating. He doesn't wake me up to walk him. He wakes me up. So I'll get up out of bed, and then he jumps right into where I was. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, it's my turn. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyways, so I get up, grind my coffee, make a cup, like, while the monitors and everything are warming up. I always work in headphones in the morning, but, you know, the whole system. And then having that, like, every morning that it tells my body and my mind, like, hey, we're about to get into creative mode.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Get up, you know, make a coffee turn everything on, it's, like, doing that every morning gets me set. And it's, like, my mind's, like, okay, we're answering the same thing. We're about to be creative. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that works. The best hours for me writing are usually, like, 7 to 10 in the morning.
2: Mm.
1: Um, yeah. And then I'll usually, if I'm recording or stuff, uh, I also record at home and all that. But it's, like, 11 to 5 is usually the midday if I have recording to do, you know, 12 to 5 kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then business will, uh, sometimes, you know, often I'll dive back in at night in headphones if I'm working on something, but most of the time, it, the business is the nighttime mm. for me. So, like, morning, I, like, create, do all a bunch of new stuff. It's midday, the, like, further idea or project or do some of the recording that I need to do. And then, for me, the business, the analytics side is when I'm, like, relaxing at night, and it's kind of, like planning like, oh, cool, let's do this, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's kind of like my time block, there's no specific, like, 30 minutes here, 40 minutes there kind yeah. of thing, but I think, you know, you, the question is great, because uh, there is a lot of power in, like, dedicating your time mm-hmm. before it happens, like, I'm going to do this here, and every day I'm going to do this, and between one and three, my phone's off, I'm just doing this, and yeah. um, I think there's definitely a lot of a lot of, that comes with that, and gets your body and super productive.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and you know, like uh, you know, optimizing your time, and you know, if you know you're gonna be productive at a certain time, make sure that you, you know, do something creative at that time. You know? Yeah. It's tough. It's tough, though. It takes discipline because I, I do try and like block out my days, and then when I'm being creative, when I'm when I'm doing work, and just like something simple like turning off your phone is huge. <laughs> huge <laughs> or like yeah. just you're closing out your email app is huge because like as soon as like little things pop in then it just starts to get into your head and and you're like oh shit i gotta get back to that guy or oh shit i have to do this thing and like the reality is like most of it is not an emergency you know like <laughs> right 99 of it is not an emergency like you can block it out later you know just do it a different time don't even look at it right wow. um, but yeah no I'm, I'm glad we're talking about it because i've I I was good with my time blocking and, like, I slowly get into, like, bad habits of, like, checking my email too early or something like that, which uh, it's reminding me to not do
1: that. (laughs) You're sitting here and you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. mm -hmm. And then you come back and you're like, oh, wait, what was that again? Yeah,
0: or it buzzes (laughs) and it's something stupid and then you forgot what you were doing. You're like.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. Like, uh, someone liked your post and then you're like, I have this amazing idea. Oh, cool. What was that idea? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> like, exactly, Or, Or even worse, you go, oh, and you actually pick it up and you, like, lose, like, that 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it happens to us all. Yeah. Um, that's cool. You said you're a, music, a morning a morning creative, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. I usually like to get up. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll wake up with my wife because she goes to work and has, like, a normal job and everything. So I'll get <laughs> up, have breakfast. Usually I go to the gym, but quarantine now, so uh, I, I don't. Uh, but, yeah, I... I when I have like creative days, I try and like get right into it, and it's yeah. either a project I'm already working on or start something new. But but yeah, I, I like to work in the mornings. But it, the yeah. ideas just flow a lot better. When it gets dark out, I usually just want to like chill, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm the same way. Very cool. That's
0: funny. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, uh, so you know, what does? Um, well, I usually at this point I usually ask like plans for the future, but. Uh, you know, with the coronavirus and everything, everyone's plans are kind of up in the air. Um, right. So, may, so what I've been asking is like, you know, what did you have planned, and where have you had to like pivot and maybe, uh, you know, course correct now that we're all in quarantine and and you know the cities are all shut down.
1: Yeah, um, I think that's a great question, and also you're right. It is a, it is different, mm-hmm. you know, with the times being as they are and distance in a way, things change. And so I have that EP that I was mentioning earlier. I think I don't have a release date set. I don't like to set release dates until I have the final product in my hands, because I think the worst thing you could do is set a date and then miss it, and be like, Mm -hmm. oh, actually, next week. You know? Um, So anyways, I don't have a release date, but I'm confident now it's going to be pushed back, and... That'll move back. And kind of the things like I'm doing now, um, and I think having this free time, extra time, downtime, whatever you want to call it, at home, and it's that personal brand that you can build. Uh, lots of people are on their phones and consuming, but it's also like a stressful time for a lot of us where people also want to be distracted, and it's not a very active consumption. Mm. so uh, I think the best way for me right now has been, like I said, reaching out to those people um, and, like, even though it's active asking for a pre-save, but, like, talking to them and, like, hey, what's up, how's it going? Um, You know, people always hit me up and they're, like, oh, on Instagram or something, like, you have a great voice, and I always appreciate that because I did not (laughs) always, so it does make me feel great. Um, You know, and rather than just say thank you, I always kind of just be, like, cool, thanks, like, what do you like to do? Mm -hmm. You know, tell me about you. Um, and I think with the corona kind of putting live events, releases and stuff on hold, I think that's the most important thing that I have been mm-hmm. able to do is just to grow the personal brand maybe more Hunter rather than Hunter's music right now, I think connecting with people is probably is the most effective thing I can do mm-hmm.
0: um, That's great, I like that um, you know, I, I put a post up recently about this, but like um, a couple artists that you know, I'm friends with or one of them I produce, you know, they obviously can't be gigging like they normally would be. So they've been doing right. like live concerts at their home and we'll just like throw it up on our TV and kind of just like, you know, have wine. me I mean, my wife will just hang out and like even like even that like puts us in a better mood and like feel it makes us feel like we're like, you know, connecting with people in a way that maybe we weren't. Uh, so right. I think it's really important to do that. And I think there is a lot of value even in, you know, just doing those live streams where people can just, you know, uh, you know, spend that time with, with their artists, you know?
1: Right. I've been doing, um, I've been aiming to try and do three lives a week now with mm-hmm. all during this quarantine. And um, not even all I've been necessarily playing like a concert, you know, lots of times just trying to hang out. There was a new one I was, working on um like a bar trivia so mm-hmm. basically like having people in on the live and doing like a pub trivia about music mm-hmm. uh you know and like because that's on like tuesday nights people go to like do trivia at a bar yeah and they're not doing that now so it's just like a different way to hang out and have fun mm-hmm. um yeah and you're right like just there's such an opportunity we have now with the technology to be connecting with people and like you said like going live and playing songs. Um, Another thing I recently thought of too, I have probably my set like five or six songs that I usually play when I do like a live concert.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Acoustic, you know, at home, like the Instagram live kind of thing. And it's just funny, I was thinking, I was like, oh, I'm going to do live, I'm going to play some songs. And then I was like, oh, but I have like, I'll switch out maybe two of the songs, but it's going to be the same five with like two new ones. Mm -hmm. And it was just funny because I was thinking to myself, like, how, how boring, people are going to be so late, boring, or gonna be so bored, and I'm like, they're not in, with me right now in the studio like practicing these like eight times a day or like yeah. performing acoustic, getting ready for the live. I'm like, don't stress it. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to play some songs and people want to hear it, like like, yeah. we get so in our heads as artists, mm-hmm. you know, and as creators are like, now I already released that song last month, they don't want to hear it. Like, I hate to break your bubble. They're not listening to it a hundred times a day at their house. Mm-hmm. So it's still fresh. It's still like, just do it. Just play what you have, create, interact with people. Yeah. Sorry. I, I know you were jumping in there. Please. Go no, ahead.
0: no, you're saying that's a, that's a great point. Cause like, and also it may not be the same people watching it every time. Um, no, it's in, yeah. and I know when, you know, when we were watching our friends, like we weren't like intensely watching the whole time, you know, we're like getting up to get a drink or like talking to each other. It, just like we would at a normal yeah. concert right so we're not gonna no one's gonna notice that stuff
1: yeah and so it's just funny the different things that at least I mean I assume I probably other artists have thought of it too and I was like oh I can't play these same couple songs I've played them three times the last three lives and I'm like yeah and the last live was a week ago or like two weeks like mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah. like it's okay just like just put in the energy and the time and like just mm-hmm. do you whatever that is.
0: <laughs> oh, man. So, well, yeah, I think this is probably a good point to start wrapping up. Um, can you uh, sure. uh, let everyone know where they can find you, where you're most active, like online? Of course. Where they can find your music. Um,
1: yeah, absolutely. The best places are going to be Instagram, Facebook. I have some of the others, but they don't really get too much action. Um, but it's going to be I am Hunter Reese. Mm-hmm. am. Hunter Reese, and it, uh, as you'll probably see on this, R E E C E. Unfortunately, not an S. I have no claim to the chocolate throne. There's a, <laughs> no, I do love peanut butter, but it's a C.
0: Just a fan, <laughs> not an owner.
1: Exactly. I'm, I'm an avid fan. Um, yeah, and the website's the same too. And if you want to sign up for the email list, uh, there's going to be a sign up on my email on my website, iamhunterreese.com. There's a box there. And you'll get said unreleased exclusive song just for you that nobody else has heard.
0: Uh, I think think that's a great idea to give away unreleased stuff.
1: Yeah. And maybe. And I was. Another thing, like, I was like, oh, but I want to release this song. And I'm like, great. When you do, release it and put it all together. You know what I mean? Like, oh, so what? A couple people, like, a couple hundred people maybe have heard it and they enjoy it and like it. Like, Mm -hmm. they're not going to be mad. Right. this wasn't, unreli- like, what do you, you know what I mean? Yeah, like,
0: yeah, yeah. It's, a get, yeah it's, it's like the artist getting in their head
1: again. <laughs> exactly. So, I just, another thing I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, just make sure there's that incentive there. And uh, anyways, would love to connect with you guys and looking forward to it.
0: Cool. Well, yeah, thank you again for doing this, man. I really appreciate you <clears throat> taking the time and, like, going through your whole, your story and your process and everything. It's yeah, great. thank you so much, Baro. This is a pleasure. All right, awesome, man. Well, yeah, I'll talk to you soon then. Absolutely. Let's stay in touch. For sure. Right. Thanks for tuning in and listening to another episode of About to Drop. For more info, please go to our page, www.vertigomusic.com forward slash podcast. And make sure to follow and subscribe to us on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. Thanks and see you soon.